I am so excited to talk to you about our sponsor for this episode. It is Every Sacred Sunday. And these are the new Sunday journals. And these are the old ones. Look at that beautiful display. So Every Sacred Sunday is a mass journal that was launched on a Kickstarter campaign in 2017 by former college roommates Cassie Manning and Christy Peters. It was created with the hope of offering others a tool to help them intentionally engage with the mass each week. It contains the full mass readings for each Sunday and Holy Days of Obligation for one liturgical year, and identical translations to those used at Mass in the USA or in Canada, approved by the Catholic Bishops Association. It has beautiful thick paper and simple journaling templates following each reading. It is ideal for Catholic men and women to prepare and follow along with Mass each week. It is thoughtfully designed with each element inside these pages invite us to encounter the Lord and listen to its voice. It built. It is built to last with keepsake quality materials and features a durable cover with gold foil cover designs, key prayers in the front and the back, original illustrations, 300 plus full color pages dated and tabs in a sick, I mean, in a silk ribbon bookmark. These things are absolutely beautiful. And I have to tell you, I've had every single one and this will be my fourth year using it. And I actually use it as a keepsake journal. And it is one of the most um, timeless pieces that I think I have in my faith journey. So each of, of these journals are prayerfully designed and they will add so much to your liturgical life in the next year. So check out the Every Sacred Sunday journals. Hi, and welcome to season 10 of the Abiding Together podcast. We are so excited to have you with us this season. Abiding Together is a place where you can find connection, rest, and encouragement on your journey with Jesus Christ. My name is Sister Miriam James Heidland, and every week I am joined by two of my dearest friends, Heather Kim and Michelle Benzinger. We talk about our life with Christ. We talk about big things, small things, beautiful things, sorrowful things. We laugh, we cry, you'll fit right in. (laughs) You are most welcome here. So please grab a cup of coffee, settle in, and welcome home. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Abiding Together podcast. We are going to complete our series on the identity of daughter today. So our part four in our four-part episode. And um, there have been some tiny little little plastic hands that have made an appearance in between takes that are really wonderful. We might... I yeah, love them. Yeah. We might see them later. Like this yeah. is those little things that keep us going, you know, because it's been... Michelle hates us. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, because we were putting the tiny hands on her, which which she found a little creepy, which I, I We were do. talking about becoming childlike. It yes. just seemed appropriate. Yes. <laughs> Hold me closer, tiny Hansa. I mean, you know, anyway, so. Y'all, we're we're giddy. We're good. But we're going to talk today about the healing and redemption of of being daughters. And so we think. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. So we're going to have a lot of beautiful things for you. And what we've been doing is we've been spending the entire month now uh, in one particular scripture. So we'd like to once again uh, present to you St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians, uh, chapter 3, verses 14 to 21. And it's been our, our prayer this month that. That that scripture passages continue to unfold for each mm-hmm. one of us, and each episode we've talked about like a little bit different facet of it because it's just so rich, um, with so many things. And so once again, we'll just read this for you, and and we'll dive in today. So this is Paul Saint Paul's letter to the Ephesians, chapter three, verses fourteen to twenty-one, and he says this: For this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of His glorious riches. 
He may strengthen you with power through His Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power, together with all the Lord's holy people, to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. 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 And I think today probably what we're going to highlight most is God who's able to do immeasurably more than mm-hmm. we ask or imagine. And that's very fitting for us um, when we talk about redemption and healing of a daughter. And we've talked a lot about spiritual and emotional wounds. And mm-hmm. I think today, right, just the aspects, but I think today we're also going to talk about our physical aspect of who we are as women, the, the beauty and the dignity that we have as women, body and soul, and to kind of jump off from there. But um, in, the, I, in, in Isaiah 61, verse 4, he says, in place of shame, I will give you double honor. So Michelle, do you want to talk a bit about kind of jumping into this place of redemption and healing, especially in our physical bodies and as women, the gift of our identity as women and who we are? Yeah, I think there, when you go back to daughter, like when you think about, it goes back to the very first episode we talked about being like that we are the crown of creation and that even how we are designed, our bodies were designed. I think for the majority of us, a lot of times we feel like that we are at war with our bodies mm-hmm. and not at home with our bodies, mm-hmm. that our bodies are not a place where, um, like I liken it, like we do not treat it as a temple of the Holy Spirit. You know, we kind of treat it as something that needs to be subjective to us, like we need it just needs to do what we say like mm-hmm. we need to do what we say but even realizing even the journey that um I've been on the last couple of years it's just this whole like redemption of the body we talk mm-hmm. about theology of the body but we are incarnational people mm-hmm. and us as women i think um especially because our bodies literally we are created to give life to mm-hmm. bear life everything that our um body is designed to do is to give bring forth life and where i realize that that is that i have not treated that as a blessing Mm-hmm. A lot of oftentimes I've treated it as a burden, mm-hmm. you know, everything for like even like going through puberty and everything, like how you see your breasts, yep. you know, um, how you see your period, your menstrual yep. cycle, mm-hmm. how you see your womb, how you mm-hmm. see your stomach. I think mm-hmm. so. Like there's certain areas of your body that they mm-hmm. don't feel like a blessing. Yeah. They feel like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Look at my thighs. Look at this or whatever. Yeah. And where we actually don't look at our bodies and think that it's good. Mm-hmm. You know, we think that it's something that needs to be um, changed and transformed. But to meet someone's usually other standards, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I think there's a beautiful thing about stewarding and being healthy. Mm-hmm. Like there is that. But realizing that our body is good no matter what shape mm-hmm. or form it is. Mm-hmm. And that is a blessing. And it is there to give life, you know. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, like I know for certain women, like um, they just want to hide when it comes to that kind yeah. of situation you know, and not really even look at that whole part of themselves, mm-hmm. you know. So, Heather, what are your thoughts? It's hard. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like, as you're talking, I'm like, Ugh. like, there's yeah. like so many places, I think, within all of us, like, oh, yeah. where, where we misunderstand our bodies or misuse our bodies, where we either hide or we use it as a manipulation in situations yes. to get what we want. Yeah. And so we just, I think for many of us, just don't have a healthy relationship with our own physical self, mm-hmm. you know, and many of us don't feel comfortable in our own skin. So then what do you do mm-hmm. as a result of that? You know, how, and those are some of the questions that are really 
really hard to get into. It's like, why do I do what I do? Yeah. <laughs> and what's at the heart mm-hmm. of why I hide or why I use my body to gain attention or get what I want? And um, yeah, I think these are hard questions. They're tender places, yeah. but not to be avoided because mm-hmm. they're hard. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's, I think, the maturity that we're inviting everyone into and, and also pressing into ourselves is like avoiding things doesn't get us to where we need to be. Mm-hmm. Avoiding doesn't equal maturity. Mm-hmm. You can't ditch out on certain parts of the process because it's too hard. Mm-hmm. You know, we just watched this great, it's the beginning of Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Mary Bielski sent oh, it to yes. us, the beginning of the new Wonder Woman, yeah. mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. she's like, you know, they're in this competitive environment oh, yeah. and she, everybody can just watch the opening scene of it. Mm-hmm. It's really, really good. Mm-hmm. And she like ends up taking this other route and mm-hmm. she takes the slide. It's a shortcut. And, and at the end, like she almost is going to win. Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't her mom, but it was like the, it was her, her aunt, aunt's, her aunt's, aunt's yeah. mm-hmm. kind of takes her out and says like, you don't deserve to win because you didn't actually win. You took a shortcut. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't take shortcuts. Yes. And that just really stuck with me. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, so often we want to take a oh, shortcut yeah. or we want to yeah. stitch like a uh-huh. certain part. I'm yes. like, I'll just go around this kind of a detour around this part, you know, but it's like, can, are we willing to face all of the dark places within our own hearts, minds and bodies mm-hmm. and souls, like mm-hmm. to let Jesus come even there? Even there, even there. Oh, it's excruciating. You know, certain places will be harder than others for people. But yeah, I think that's where I'm learning over and over again. You cannot ditch out on the Mm -hmm. process. You Mm -hmm. have, there's only one way to resurrection, and Mm -hmm. that's to the cross. Every time, there's no way around it. If you go around it, you're not going to get to resurrection. Mm -hmm. You know. So what are your thoughts, mm-hmm. sister? Gosh, yes. This is so good. I love that. I use that particular uh, clip from one woman at one of my Steubenville talks this summer yeah. to the girls. And yeah. her, her aunt says something to the effect that nothing good is born of lies. Yeah. And then it's not until you're willing to walk in the truth that then you're ready. Mm-hmm. And it was just such a good... Oh, it's a, it was like so piercing. It's like nothing good is born of lies. And and, mm, and yeah. that has to be, um, so we have to be willing to, with Christ, allow him to untangle the lies. And a lot of that, it has to do with our, we're at war, like St. Paul says, with all the different parts of ourselves. Like we've talked extensively, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, sexually. And and I think there's a particular war that happens, um, you know, within, because of the war of the incarnation, because of who Christ is, the union of soul and body, that the enemy comes so hard, I think, especially against women, because mm-hmm. our gift is beauty in, in, in form. And like just the bodies and our bodies and our emotions, just women are just beautiful. And there's such an attack, especially on women um, in our bodies and in the incarnation of us, of the, mm-hmm. you know, the, hylomor- the hylomorphic union that we talk about where we're a union of soul and body, where we, I, re- I remember the Lord convicting me a couple years ago of when, you know, we, start, we talked about blessing versus cursing. And there had been parts of my body that I'd cursed my entire life. Yeah outright like looked in the mirror and was mm-hmm. like I hate that part of me I wish it was different I and it was I did not know the damage mm-hmm. that I was like entering into darkness mm-hmm. with like because Christ when Christ looks at my body he doesn't do that mm. like that's not repulsive to him or whatever I think about my body needs to be different Christ never looks at me and says oh I wish you had bigger this or smaller this like he and I it was such a I had to repent to the Lord for mm-hmm. the ways that I'd curse my own body and in a sense, like <clears throat> make peace with that part of myself. And mm-hmm. I think especially in a, a like a pornified society mm-hmm. where everything about women is objectified and it's, um, 
either augmented or it's, it's made smaller and it's impossible for women. Mm-hmm. And so we're under this constant attack of, of what we should look like or versus what beauty standards are. But then also the experience that we have in, in the intimacy with our own self and with other people. Like mm-hmm. we've had some very vulnerable conversations about, especially for you as married women, mm-hmm. about sexual intimacy with your husband and what does that mean? And mm-hmm. it's not just about an act, but it's about a, um, a melding of the all the parts of you and how tender and vulnerable that is and the conversations that have to happen there. And that we as women even don't have conversations, like appropriate conversations about here's what desire is or here's what that means or here's how to do this. or you know, And we, so we lack and we're kind of, we're left to fill up the gaps. And then, you know, I think in many ways, depending on what your state of life is, we think I'm the only woman who doesn't know this mm-hmm. or I'm the only woman who doesn't know how to navigate certain, like whether it's your period, whether it's whatever that is in your life or menopause or just all the stuff that, my goodness, you know, and, and many times it wasn't modeled for mm-hmm. us with our own moms like or other women in our life. So we're like, mm-hmm. what do we do? Mm-hmm. So we, then we just hate our, we call it the curse, right? It's just, mm-hmm. gosh, you know, and it's like, it, we just, it kind of becomes part of the spiritual atmosphere or the atmosphere that we breathe. And we don't even realize that we're cursing ourselves instead of blessing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Heather. Yeah. yeah and I, I've had, you know, different conversations with young women who have just recently gotten married and mm. they're talking about their intimacy with their husband. And they're just like, I just, like, we're having some problems like it's not perfect and we were sort of like led to believe that everything would be Mm -hmm. fine and you know they waited till marriage and all of this stuff they just don't know um, how to navigate certain things and it and then it becomes a source of shame because it seems like it's something that's hidden or that you should just automatically know and I think in other cultures they do a great job Mm -hmm. of preparing one another in the next Mm -hmm. generation to come about the beauty of womanhood and the beauty of entering into a relationship and what does all of this mean Mm -hmm. you know whereas for for many of us in our culture, we don't talk like that. We don't Mm-mm. we don't bless one another or welcome one another into yeah. an, a new stage of our maturity. Yes. You know, especially physical maturity yeah. or in stage and states of life. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? What does it mm-hmm. mean to to you know be a religious sister and to to not be bearing fruitful like physical life? Yes. you know, mm-hmm. but to to be called to bear fruitful spiritual life in the mm-hmm. lives of others. But then how does that affect you as a woman? You know, like oh, and there's yes. all of these different yeah, things that I think things. about my relationship with my husband and how many times we both feel so incredibly vulnerable with each other, especially, you know, in the intimacy in our relationship. So how do you navigate that well and and really yeah. bless one another in the places yes. where there's sensitivity or wounding or, yes. you know, where you need to be careful, like filled with care? for each other, not careful as in, you know, but just like filled with care for one another. And how do you communicate about that? Mm -hmm. Like we're so um, intricate and sensitive as people, so many parts, but I don't think often we're given the language or the permission to have Mm -hmm. conversations like this. Mm -hmm. Like I remember one of the beautiful moment of like praying over a friend. There was a small group of us who were just praying over her before her wedding day and her wedding night. Yeah, And it was so awesome. And I just, and even the things that were shared, I was like, this is so rare. Like what's happening right now? This yes. is amazing. Yeah. And oh, I yeah. wish I had had that, you know, yeah. and I was like, this needs to be a thing. Like, yes. you know, like, yeah. well, communally, how can we grow and learn from one another yeah. mm-hmm. and really bless each other? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that is, I think we'll go probably deeper in this subject when we go into <clears throat> the sisterhood section of this, mm-hmm. but it is something that we need to even start having those conversations and not making like, making them off limits. 
You know, I think they, we make these things off limits Mm -hmm. or we think if we talk about certain parts of our body, then we're talking about, well, people need to look this way or this way. And it's a sore shape and we're like, no, that's not what we're talking about. Like, what does it look like for us to come into the fullness of who we are? Body, mind, spirit, soul. Like we are an integrated people. We are incarnational people. Mm -hmm. But I feel like a majority of the time is we separate ourselves Mm -hmm. and all this. We don't integrate these parts of ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I know for me personally, like, Lord, teach me, I could be really good in one area. Like, okay, I'm doing really good emotionally. Okay, kind of spiritually. All right, physically, I'm not. Like, sure. you know, and it's like the Lord is like, no, it's all of the above. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm, I treat myself like I'm in these silos instead mm-hmm. I am one person. Mm-hmm. You know, this affects this and this affects mm-hmm. this. And the deeper dive I go into healing and even you, like just realizing how, you know, um, your story and your trauma affects your nervous system and it affects this and your attachment and it affects your relationship with the Lord. And I loved one of the things Father Michael Scanlon always used to say to me is, Michelle, you can only grow spiritually as much as you grow emotionally, Mm. you know? Mm -hmm. And then I'm realizing actually you grow emotionally, spiritually and physically, like physically, like completely embodied in yourself, Mm -hmm. you know? And I was reading something, I think it was Balthazar, I can't remember, a theologian, but they were talking about like uh, Mary was the perfect embodied woman. Yeah. Because she allowed the Holy Spirit full access to her physical body, her emotional body, her spiritual body. Mm-hmm. Like she's like, let it be done according to me, mm-hmm. you know, according to that word. And so what does that look like mm-hmm. for us to really treat like the Holy Spirit, give permission to the Holy Spirit to redeem every single part of us mm-hmm. as daughters, to come into every single part of us as daughters and like to really breathe life yeah. into us. You yeah. know, really breathe life into us, you know, like come Holy Spirit as Ruha, as yes. breath. You know, breathe your fresh new life into us and Mm -hmm. restore us Mm -hmm. into the fullness. And I think because, like, you know, even when we were talking about sex and intimacy, Mm -hmm. because it's been so pornographied in so many other different ways, that we're scared to death of desire. Yeah. We're scared of desire and mm-hmm. longing and whatever. Mm-hmm. But then we will touch about touch on it when we go to bride. That's how we will end this series at the end of next season. But I mean, if you read the Song of Songs, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. we're blessing breasts here, people. We're blessing, yes. you know, kisses of your mouth. It is yes. sensual and it is beautiful. And this is the language of the Lord, know. you know. And so like you know, the Lord created sex. Yes. You know, it is good. Yes. But do we allow ourselves to really lean into longing? Mm-hmm. Because we've just seen a lot of times we've seen it disordered mm-hmm. and that we have been hurt and pained mm-hmm. by, by mm-hmm. so much mm-hmm. that we haven't seen what it means in its fullness. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, for me, I would like these conversations to be, you know, what is a holy with an H and a holy with a W mm-hmm. and a hot sex life look like people, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. what does these things look like? Mm-hmm. And, you know, more, not just the technical terms like, and I'm not, um, dimin- you know, diminishing these at all because sure. they're beautiful and I love the other body. It's just a gift of yourself, you know, yeah. like it's a gift of yourself. Like, sure. no, let's go deeper yeah. into this. Yeah. You know, I know that's been a conversation for Chris and I, you know, like really digging deep into our intimacy and really mm-hmm. like um, digging deep into the longing for one another, yes. you yeah. know? And so I have to tell you this really quick story. My counselor is just amazing and her husband is um, – a decorated Marine, mm-hmm. you know, and they're in their 60s, probably mm-hmm. mid to late 60s. And he's so funny. He always says, he's like, I mean, I've led men into war and special assignments and whatever. He said, the hardest thing I've learned how to do is to make love to a woman mm-hmm. and be intimate and vulnerable. Mm-hmm. You know, and he says, it takes a lifetime. He's like, anyone can have sex. It takes a lifetime to learn how to make love. Mm-hmm. And I was like, 
Mm-hmm. Darn, that's Amen, a good word. Yeah. You know, it is a good word. And it's mm-hmm. for all of us. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and no matter what your vocation is, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. because we are all called to some kind of self gift, yeah. self gifts mm-hmm. and communion. Yeah. yeah. And I think also because of th- that desire, like we talked about in the very beginning of being delighted in, yep. like it goes all the way back to being delighted in, because you talk about eternal delight and and the marital act is a foretaste of, of consummation that will last forever with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And we we understand it in a particular way on earth, but like that that unity, that the desire, the the joy, the beauty, that's those are strands of things we've been talking about that are the deepest desire of the human heart. Mm-hmm. And, and I think in our hearts, like, to, to be seen like that, to be known, to be loved, to have our wounds kissed, right, mm-hmm. instead of ostracized, to have somebody come alongside us. Like that is the the revelation of how Christ loves us, and that's the echo of eternity. Mm-hmm. And I think those places in our hearts where we all have desires that haven't been met or they've been disordered within ourselves. Yes. So we've seen our in our own hearts even of what, oh, gosh, I followed this desire, and here's where it left me. So that desire must be bad exactly. versus going to the, the root of it. Okay, Jesus, what's the holy desire there? Mm-hmm. What am I really aching for? And what are you what are you trying to untwist so you can meet me in the deepest places? And I think as we're talking about these things, like just the reality of us as women, of the heart of that is— Really, the blessing of it's good that you're here and it's good that you're a woman. Mm-hmm. It is good that we are women. Yes. And I think that mm-hmm. can even be hard for us to embrace re- sometimes. And to sit with and to let that mm-hmm. marinate. Like, because we all have parts of our hearts where we're like, well, not that part or not this part or I wish I was something different or I don't. But it is good that we are here and it is good that we are here as women. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a stunning. Each single, every single one of us is a revelation of how Christ loves, you know, how God loves. It's just so beautiful, like the the unique dignity of the human person. And then just the way that God makes us with different body types and different shapes. And it's just so like mm-hmm. looking at just the creation is just so stunning. I'm so glad he doesn't make us all one size. Mm-hmm. We all look alike. We're all so vastly different. And the Lord delights in that. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Mm-hmm. You know, I love that. Yeah, yeah I think one of the downsides one of the many, many downsides of the culture yeah. is that there's an overemphasis on equality, mm-hmm. which equality is important. Mm-hmm. You know, men and women yep. should be equal in dignity. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, but in that equality, it starts to bleed over into all of these other areas yeah. where there's a dismissiveness mm-hmm. around the uniqueness of male and female, yeah. where there's a a, a huge like beauty of complementarity between yeah. men and women. Yes. This is how it's supposed to fit together. Like this yes. beautiful puzzle that's like this perfect fit. Yeah. And and I think when we diminish the differences, you know, then we're not able to see the uniqueness and and see it as a gift, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And so it's not to diminish men in any way. No, like yeah. all of this focus, we're talking about women's hearts and yeah. daughter and all this stuff. It's not to diminish men no, at all, at you all. know, and that's not how women should be ele- elevated I is agree. to yeah. diminish men. You mm-hmm. know, there is an equality, but also this complementarity yes. of coming together in our individual uniqueness and the gifts that each of us have. And that's how God designed it to be. It's, yes. it's the togetherness yeah. that is the reflection of yep. God. This mm-hmm. marriage is the icon, the, mm-hmm. the best mm-hmm. icon that we have yes. into the life of the Trinity because it's supposed to be lived out as this like full donation of self, as you mentioned, but like this reciprocated love, this pouring out and receptivity yes. that is constantly happening. Yep. And the problem is that often like the, the icon is disfigured mm-hmm. or the icon becomes the, the end, idol, yeah, the idol, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. It, do, it isn't leading to God anymore. Mm-hmm. It becomes mm-hmm. the end in and of itself. Mm-hmm. And so, to just be aware of, like, wow, where are the places in my own heart and mind have I like 
my my thoughts have been twisted to believe this certain thing that just isn't true yeah. about who I am as a woman, mm-hmm. about who he is as a man, mm-hmm. and who we are in our complementary gifts to yes. each other. Do we see one another yeah. as a gift? Do we see ourselves as a gift? Mm-hmm. So I think there's a lot there, like a lot of cultural influence that we may not even realize is mm-hmm. at play mm-hmm. in some of our things. But but even just like as we grow up as kids and how yeah. we're treated and yep. how we're treated as young girls, oh, gosh, you know, yes. by boys mm-hmm. yep. and like all these different things. And sometimes it can be great and sometimes not, you yeah. know, <laughs> sometimes oh, yeah. even in the little things. I remember oh, looking yes. at or playing with boys all the time in the neighborhood. And I always had to go home to pee. And I was just like, rats, I hate being a girl. You know, but it's like those things that you say you that say, you yeah. think are yeah. kind of funny now. But you're like, well, I really need to be careful. You know, it's like you're yeah. saying, I really need to be careful what I'm saying about myself, about yeah. my body. Mm-hmm. And especially in relation to men, Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. about yes. how we compare ourselves mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, yeah, these are tender places. But mm-hmm. again, not to be feared not to be feared and I thought I know for many um, women and many of us like and just to let you all know we will touch on this in the next season when we talk about bride where our bodies have not been safe because they've been sinned against yes you know I mean I think sexual abuse I think the statistics is one in four now oh it's yeah it's reported it's much higher for women and then for men it's it's actually pretty equitable a little bit less but yeah it's shocking so you know, that is a topic that we will, you know, bring forth. So mm-hmm. like we don't even feel safe in our own bodies because they've been sinned against. Yeah. And I think like that is such a hard place, you know, and I just realized that the place that they've been sinned against is also the place that Lord wants to heal. Mm-hmm. You know, when we're hurt by these places, the Lord will usually use the same means like relationship to heal mm-hmm. and the same means, whether it's communion with the Lord and communion mm-hmm. with other people or whatever. Mm-hmm. But those are really hard places, mm-hmm. and especially if they happened when we were young, yeah, you know, yeah. in formative years. Like these are places that need to be grieved mm-hmm. and that's okay, mm-hmm. you know, but that to realize the grieving process is hard, but the grieving process, like you have to said, Heather, just because it is hard it has to be um, dealt with very tenderly mm-hmm. a very like it is like precision work like mm-hmm. surgery work on your heart mm-hmm. that the Lord has to have a very tender careful hand mm-hmm. but that it has to we have to go there you know we have to go there into mm-hmm. these places of redemption and restoration and oftentimes like we said in the earlier episode you cannot go to these places by yourself mm-hmm. you have to have someone with you to go mm-hmm. to these places but I'm always amazed at the church um, and her beauty as mother, you know, like that there are the sacrament of communion. They are mm-hmm. the sacraments. The sacraments are a place of healing, not the only place because it takes a lot of work, mm-hmm. counseling, mm-hmm. redemption, mm-hmm. restoration, all the things. Mm-hmm. But that there is a place to go to mm-hmm. and to allow yourself, you know, um, to come to the table with that, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Well, the church is a mother. And the church is a mother. The church is mother. And you we think of the dispensing of the sacraments, which are instruments of communion and healing. Mm-hmm. And you know, we talk about baptism. We talk about the, the healing of our identity and it being rooted and grounded in Christ. And we talk about um, first com- Holy Communion, like literally Holy Communion, where there's nothing else. There's nothing else like it where Jesus Christ comes. And we've talked about that before. There's only three times in somebody's life when you're inside somebody else. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's communion when a man and a woman come together, when a woman's pregnant with a child, and when we receive Jesus in the Holy Eucharist. Mm-hmm. And and that intimacy of, you know, Jesus, come to me in the place I need it the most. Mm-hmm. You know, come to me right in that very place where I need it the most and come bring me healing. We talk about c- the con- con- sacrament of reconciliation or confession where it's it Christ comes to heal. It's a sacrament of healing. It's like that, that reality of things that— 
that Christ gives us, he gives us his church to bring us into communion. It's all ordered toward communion. Mm-hmm. And even with all the brokenness that we experience in the church, like the the heart of, of who Christ is, is, he's given us his heart there of, of bringing us into communion. So that's a beautiful reality is that none of us are stuck eternally in the places that we are. Mm-hmm. Like that Christ provides the remedy and the means. He doesn't, you know, it's like he's not a watchmaker where he like, you know, sets up the universe and is yeah. like, well, good luck, yeah. people, you know, keep warm and well fed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he... Not only came to her 2,000 years ago, but he is present now. And he's present now in his church. He's present now within our hearts. And he's bringing us to healing, which is wholeness and communion, and redemption, the buying back. And we talk about Christ's mission is the reconciliation of all things to the Father. So he's coming to reconcile, to bring back into communion every part of us, mentally, like we said, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, sexually, into communion with him. And that happens piece by piece by piece if we allow it to be transformed. And that's the identity of us as daughter. Mm-hmm. And from then, that's, that's the foundation of our house, like we've talked about many times. Like that is the foundation of our house from which sister, bride, and mother can grow. Otherwise, if that isn't continually being rooted and grounded in Christ, we're going to see, like we all do, the cracks up, up mm-hmm. the house, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and that's where the deficiencies come through. Yes. You know? yep. And to remind ourselves, like we said before, God is a God who fills in the gaps. Amen. Like, mm-hmm. and, yep. and that's beautiful. Like there's yes. nothing that's lost, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, yes. And I think to remember, like we are a person to be loved, not an object to be used or whatever may have yes. happened in our past, you yeah. know, that we at the core of our being are a beloved daughter, a beloved mm-hmm. child of God. So we talked about this at the very beginning of this series, you know, that that's where we need to be yeah. grounded and rooted is in our identity as we are loved, known, seen by a father who yeah. cares for us, who yes. is good, yeah. whose heart is for us. Like mm-hmm. that is at the foundation of it all. And that's where we need to get back to. There's all these things that have been layered on top, like lies and things that we've put on ourselves, expectations mm-hmm. other people have put on ourselves that take away and cover that up. And I think it really is like an uncovering mm-hmm. again of who we really, really are. Mm-hmm. And and this particular area as we talk about wounds and we're talking about physical wounds in our mm-hmm. bodies, like, yeah. oh my goodness. I think for some people even listening to this, you might be like, wait, what? I'm super uncomfortable. Like you guys are what? You're yeah. crossing a line, like talking about some of these things like this. But I think even in that there's twists that happen, yeah. you know, the beauty, mm-hmm. it just slightly gets twisted. And this is an old, long, you know, yep. thing in the church of like body bad. Yes. Like there's yep. this message so that over heresies, and over again yep. for yep. many people, it's not that everybody deals with that, mm-hmm. but but many heresies around that and just many people have fallen into that belief that our bodies are bad, mm-hmm. you know, or our bodies are are like a heavy weight that we're just carrying around yes. that is like a burden, like yeah. a real burden. And mm-hmm. we got to whip it into shape or, you know, whatever yeah. it might be mm-hmm. instead of you know, really seeing it, like you said, Michelle, as a temple of the Holy Spirit. And what does that look like? Mm-hmm. Like, can we imagine our body as a temple where the Holy Spirit is dwelling and what kind of temple does it look like? Yeah. You know, like, and maybe that's a good prayer image to sit with. What mm-hmm. does this temple look like where mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit abides? Mm-hmm. And what is the Holy Spirit doing in this temple? Mm-hmm. You know, where is he illuminating? Where yeah. is he healing? Where is yeah. he moving, restoring, empowering mm-hmm. like this temple mm-hmm. that is your body? And to look at our bodies, like Sister was saying, and look at, and say, okay, where have I cursed my own body? Yes. Where have I said, you know, I hate my thighs. All right, I would, whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, and people would be like, oh my gosh, that's uncomfortable. It is uncomfortable. The whole yeah. thing's uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, but we don't grow in comfort. You know, yeah. I hate to say, at least nobody does really. I yeah. know, I, you know, but if there, I have an idol. One, well, I have a couple probably, mm-hmm. but one of them is comfort. You know, mm-hmm. I like to be comfortable. And so like where, 
have I cursed it? And where is the Lord calling me to renounce that curse? Yeah. And where, bless it. Yes. You know, where is the Lord yep. calling me to bless this? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. bless my body. And that feels r- almost ridiculous in some ways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to bless these. But yes, the Lord is saying to bless us. Well, we've you talked know? a lot about declaring, right? Yes. And the truth yes. and the power of declaration. Yes. It's like we can declare the truth, but we can also declare hurt and lies. And things like that. So yeah. how do you reverse one? Oh, yeah. It's like you have to declare the truth. Mm-hmm. You have to. And mm-hmm. I think it would be really good to just to walk through really quickly. It's like, okay, what does it mean to repent? Mm-hmm. You know, what does it mean to, rena- you know, mm-hmm. all these things, some practical things mm-hmm. going forward, you know, mm-hmm. like we want to just, you know, as we're closing this section up to really give a couple of practical tools to our mm-hmm. listeners. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, because our prayer for all of us is freedom. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. And I think also as women, we, we can also curse the parts of us that we feel are too sensitive. Like, I, like, I hate my emotions. I hate oh, yeah. how sensitive I am. I hate how much I care. I'm too much. I'm yeah. too much. I'm not enough. I am I'm, I'm inappropriate. I, you know, just all the places where, yeah, all the places where we as women just are at war with ourselves. Mm-hmm. And and that's something that just the, the power of being a baptized Christian, the power of renouncing things in the name of Jesus Christ mm-hmm. and announcing and receiving, here we go again, receiving the truth of who we are in the name mm-hmm. of Jesus Christ has been just a tool that, that Dr. Bob Schutz taught me many years ago. And it's something that I do, we've talked about this a lot, of mm-hmm. of that reality of of the repentance, of to repent is to turn away, to turn back, you know, mm-hmm. to turn away, to turn our face to the Lord. So the question for us is not, will I suffer or will I have wounds or will I struggle, but where will I turn my face? Mm-hmm. Where will And that becomes redemptive mm-hmm. suffering. Yeah, Forgiveness is redemptive suffering. Repentance is redemptive suffering. Uh, coming out of agreement with these lies, even if they feel so true, coming out of agreement and, and coming into the truth of who Christ is and turning our face toward Him and standing before Him naked and maybe full of shame, but standing before Him naked and allowing Him to bless us, that is redemptive suffering. Mm-hmm. And it becomes glory. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the beautiful mm-hmm. that's the beautiful thing. And maybe that's something we can do. We can just pray at the end of this episode and just mm-hmm. lead people through some some of those areas. But yes, and renouncing things in the name of Jesus Christ. Any areas we've come into agreement with, any curses that we've put on ourselves or other people, mm-hmm. lies we believe about ourselves. You know, abandonment, rejection, all those things. Bob talks a lot about that in his book, Be Healed. And then coming into agreement with the truth and, and proclaiming like you. So I love how you talk about that so often, Heather, of the power of proclaiming scripture out loud mm-hmm. and the truth out loud. Even if it doesn't feel true, we know it's objectively true. And yep. that changes the spiritual atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And and that like anything else in life, like you talk about our spiritual muscles, like mm-hmm. anything else in life that we practice over and over again will become part of our life. Yes. Yeah. Amen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why don't we pray? Yeah. Did you guys want to add a couple more just practical things as daughters? Um how do we continue to grow in our identity? Uh, would you say, Heather, what would be maybe one thing you could offer our listeners? Yeah, I think one of the things is to be patient, you know, mm-hmm. with ourselves. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, we've talked about not avoiding. Mm-hmm. We've talked about, yeah. like, pressing in. It's not fast. Like, all of those things. But I'd say be patient. Like, you deserve this. Yeah. You know, I deserve this. That's hard to say. Like, mm-hmm. that's hard to say. I don't like mm-hmm. saying, oh, Heather, you deserve this because mm-hmm. I often don't feel like I deserve anything, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's true. We mm-hmm. deserve the time that it takes to allow Christ to make us whole. Like yeah. it says in Scripture, for freedom, Christ has set us free. But many of us aren't living in that kind of freedom, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm like, you know, Michelle, you and I were talking this morning about like there was a part of us that kind of like got our back up of protection over the church, like, mm-hmm. you know, about certain things. It's like I'm the first one to say, hey, everybody needs to be held accountable. And then mm-hmm. there's also this other part that I'm like, 
don't crush the bride. Mm-hmm. Like this is my yeah. church, you know? And at the same mm-hmm. time, I think there has to be those parts that we allow to be activated within ourselves, yep. like where we're willing to stand up for the little parts of ourselves and mm-hmm. say, no more. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to let you be hurt anymore. Mm-hmm. Like I'm an adult now. Like I can take care of all of these little parts. Like yeah. I'm not going to allow myself to be hurt, to be diminished, to be whatever. And that includes even by myself, Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, that, that there is a, we can begin again. Mm-hmm. And we can start new. We mm-hmm. don't have to keep believing the same lies, speaking mm-hmm. the same lies. Like we can begin new again. Mm-hmm. We can stop certain things that that we've gone down this path of mm-hmm. submitting to, that we don't mm-hmm. need to do that anymore. Amen. So I think it's like taking ground back from the enemy. Yes. It's like, you know, yep. there, there's this war. Mm-hmm. We've been talking about it. There is a spiritual battle at play. It's like ground has been taken in certain areas be the queen of your house, like Amen. be the queen of your mm-hmm. domain of your. Oh yeah, which comes know, from like, baptism. That is yeah. sovereignty it within. It comes from baptism. Yeah, it does. And the power it of is Jesus our Christ. royalty yep. that yes. that has been bought for us. Yes. Our inheritance. Yes. And, yep. and yeah, so I think like sometimes we don't act like that with that kind of like like royalty, mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of like mm-hmm. power in our from our baptismal call yes. and really as daughters of a king, yeah. like he is a king. So what does that make us? I yeah. mean, this yeah. isn't just a story. Like no, I said, I this yeah. is real, more real than anything else that we see mm-hmm. in our life. Mm-hmm. So I think taking that ground back and standing with authority as mm-hmm. daughters of the king to say no more, no yeah. more. like this is going to stop here, mm-hmm. you know, for myself, for my family, for my, you know, the circle goes out from there. Yeah. So. No, for me, I think they're one of the tools that has just been, I think, vital for just the healing journey in the last couple of years has just been the growing expansion of my relationship with Mary. Yes. Because there's something about a woman, yeah. you know, like where the Trinity feels more, even though God is all the above, you know, he's not like withheld, you know, confined into gender, you know, mm-hmm. God is sovereign. But like there's something about Mary just coming in. And even how we say the Hail Mary blesses thy womb, yeah. like we're blessing her womb. Like, so she is, can really be our advocates, um, like just to teach us how mm-hmm. to bless our own bodies. Yeah. Teach us how, like there's something even so beautiful just about the rosary and really meditating with the rosary, mm-hmm. really praying through the rosary and saying, okay, Mother Mary, come to me as a mother now. Amen. Show me how, you know, show me yeah. that these parts of me that are good. Show me these parts that have been disordered. Yes. You know, bring them into order. Mm-hmm. Show me how as a mother, teach me, you know. And um, I think one of the things that has come out of the podcast is just that she is not this, we've said this before, stoic statue. Yeah. But she's this powerful mediatrix intercessor mother mm-hmm. that teaches us. Yeah, she's a warrior. Yeah. And I think the rosary, we we underestimate the power of the rosary. Oh, again, yes. You know, and I'm like, call it's it's brought to my attention again and again. Just recently yeah. I was visiting with a with a priest and he was over in Rome and he's a younger priest and mm-hmm. he was invited by the exorcist of Rome mm-hmm. to do exorcisms with him, you mm-hmm. know, to sit in on these sessions. He said, you know, at first he was like, whoa, like this is like, he sure. was like, whole, like scared, you know. Yeah, he says, yeah. like, And then it quickly turned into him wanting to run into the streets and be like, everybody needs to believe in Jesus. Like this, this is so yes. real. Yeah. The power of God was so real. But in those sessions, he said he learned like, again, the power of Our Lady when it comes to the oh. enemy. He said specifically the rosary mm. that the demons said, it's like, you know, the grating of over 
and over and over, like a repetition mm. of the rosary is mm. like the pounding of over and over, and they hate it. Mm-hmm. You know, they just hate it, the truth mm-hmm. that's contained there. Mm-hmm. So I think to um, not forget the weapons that we have oh, yeah. yes. at our disposal. Yeah. Amen. Oh, yeah. So good. So good. Yeah. Isn't she lovely, right? Mm-hmm. Our lady. She's truly lovely. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe what we could do, friends, is I'll just um, lead us through a bit of a meditation. Yeah. And then this will be transcribed, right? So people could print this off and pray this prayer. Yeah. Is that mm-hmm. this correct? I just want to make so. sure that's okay. So, um, and we'll just we'll just ask the Lord to lead us and guide us. And uh, I'll ask people to just repeat after me if they can out loud or in their hearts. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's better out loud, but, you know, if wherever you are, but maybe some people can take it and just pray it. And it's just something that we'll just give the Holy Spirit room to move in our own hearts and just to allow the Holy Spirit in real time to reveal whatever He would like to reveal. Does that mm-hmm. sound okay? Mm-hmm. Sounds great. Okay. Yeah. So let's begin in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Jesus, we thank you for this time together. And we just thank you for bringing us to be daughters. We thank you for delighting in us and who we are as women. And we thank you that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Jesus, I pray that even now your healing love would come upon each one of us and every little part of us mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, sexually. That your healing love and its peace and gentleness would descend upon the deepest places of our hearts even now. I just want to invite you just to imagine Christ in front of you. Maybe you're seated or maybe you're standing or maybe you're sitting side by side near a lake. But could you just imagine Christ beside you or standing in front of you or seated in front of you? And what does he look like? Notice his kind face and his kind countenance as he greets you with such love and tenderness. And what happens in your own heart is he just gently gazes upon you with deep delight and care. So attentive. And as you're there with them, I'm just going to, just to lead you through a simple series of renouncing that you can pray out louder in your heart. So I'll just have you in your own heart or out loud repeat after me. In the name of Jesus Christ, I renounce the identity wounds of rejection, of abandonment, of shame, of fear, of hopelessness, of powerlessness and confusion. In the name of Jesus Christ, I renounce the lie and I come out of agreement with the belief that being a woman is not good, that my femininity is bad, or it's something to be ashamed of. In the name of Jesus Christ, I repent, Lord, of the places where I have cursed what you've made. And I just want to invite you now, my dear sisters, to allow the Holy Spirit very honestly to bring to your heart the places of your body, of your heart and your mind that you have cursed and said are bad. 
places that bring great shame or self-hatred or self-condemnation. And I'm just going to invite you to renounce cursing yourself. In the name of Jesus Christ, I renounce cursing the parts of my body, that, and whatever that is for you. In the name of Jesus Christ, I renounce cursing the parts of my heart and mind that, and whatever that is for you. Lord Jesus, I repent of this. And I ask for your healing and restoration here. I pray that even now I could begin to see myself as you see me, Lord, please help. And let's just receive the truth here, dear friends. So let us pray in the name of Jesus Christ, I announce and receive the truth that I am the beloved daughter of God, that he cares for me, that he sees me, that he knows me, that he loves me, that he delights in me, And that it is good that I am a woman. It is good that I am here on earth and my presence is a life-giving gift to this world. Holy Spirit, I pray that your love would be a healing balm that comes into every part of our hearts. That you would fill the places that we have renounced today, fill them with your holiness for yourself. Fill us to overflow with your very self, Holy Spirit. We just pray, Father, that we will come to a new living out of our identity as your daughters. And we ask you, Mother Mary, you who are all beautiful, you who delight in us as a mother, we ask for your kind and warm and secure and steadfast and tender love to be with each one of us right now. We pray that you would take us to your heart and just gently let us rest there. And we entrust every part of these episodes, every part of our hearts, every, every woman, every man who is listening to this at this very moment. We entrust ourselves to you, Mama, as we pray, Hail Mary, full of grace. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Our Lady of Tenderness, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Ooh, thank you, Sister. Amen. You're very welcome. Chills on that announcement, Sister, the announcing in there. Uh, so amen. Good. Yeah. So good. Yeah, don't we all? This is our daily life, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, this amen. is our daily life. 
Well, ladies, should we talk about our one things as we <laughs> conclude? Kind of I know it's like it's hard to uh, transition gears. It is gears gets yeah. completely. It is um, hard. Yeah. Well, uh, my one thing this week, I, it may have been my one thing before, but it was just so good. I want to mm, say it again. Girl, go so for it. Father Dave Pavanka um, has a ministry called Wild Goose, mm-hmm. and he has a video series of the Wild Goose, which is a Holy Spirit thing. But he also did a recent one called Metanoia. Oh, okay. And it's just about conversion, about mm-hmm. coming back to Jesus, about falling in love with him. And it is so well done and so good. I was so, yeah, just so impressed, so proud mm-hmm. of him for doing it. But I think it's a great resource for people. So if you want to head over to their website, Wild mm-hmm. Goose, um, the information will be in the show notes and on our website, mm-hmm. and you can check out. It's a free series called Metanoia. It's mm-hmm. really good. Really good if you want to do it by yourself, do it with someone in your household, or to do it as a small group. I wow. think it's a great resource. Awesome. Along with the Abiding Together podcast, yes, yes, which is now course, on video course, of course, as well. Yes, it is. All the world can see us. <laughs> yes, indeed, my dear. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Michelle? <gasps> I'm laughing at uh, the set crew with us here. They're like total troopers. <laughs> yeah. You know, doing this. Um, mine is actually our sponsor for this episode is Every Sacred Sunday. Oh, and I love it. So this is my fourth year? Four years. Wow. I've done it every year and it has the mass readings for every Sunday, but mm-hmm. it is so beautifully done and artistically and creatively done. Way to go, Christy and them. And this year's one is stunning. We got a mm. sneak peek of it before oh. they showed anyone else. And even though this episode is airing later, but I was opening the boxes and I was like, these are gorgeous. Oh. And so, yes. So every That's sacred awesome. Sunday is mine. What yeah. about you, sister? Well, I think uh, this week, uh, Dr. Bob and I did actually a, a work on healing and redemption and the healing of wounds in the Hallow app. And mm-hmm. so uh, it was a, a several part series on their mental health series, but yeah. we actually go into each one of the wounds that we prayed with right now and that we did, Bob and I each led a meditation. Mm. And so it's um, just an offering for you if you want to listen to it and just pray it with us. And we talk about identity, which is all the things we've talked about. Bob and I talk about from um, that perspective of being beloved sons and daughters. So it's our hope that uh, you can put it on the background and just pray with us or just let the words wash over you and just to receive deeper healing mm. from Christ. So that's in the hello. Mm-hmm. It is. The hello app. Sister yeah. Josephine has a meditation on that mm-hmm. series too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, there's so many great people on the yeah, Hello app. She's yeah. great. I yeah. got to meet her this year. And yeah, she's, she's lovely. She is a little pistol, but yeah. so tender too, yeah. which I, I love. Know, I've been yeah, following yeah. her on Instagram. Yeah. I can't yeah. wait to meet her so too. She's yeah. awesome. Really <laughs> love her. And we also have a f- another gift for our Patreon subscribers, don't we? Yeah, if- so with this series, if you are a patron, and thank you, we could not have done the video without you. Yes. You are the reason why we even have video is that for each of the sections, daughter, sister, you will have actually bonus content to go what? for you. You know, from each of us. So for all of our patrons, thank you. You mm-hmm. are um, such a gift to us. And so we want to give back to you all. So we mm-hmm. really appreciate you all. Mm-hmm. Yes, we do. We yeah. do. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much for joining us for this four-part series. Our next four-part series is going to be on the identity of sister. So Woo-hoo. we hope that these just beautiful layers continue to unfold in your heart. And it has once again been very delightful to be with you. So until next week, we will be abiding together. God bless you. See you then. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you liked it, would you please share it with a friend? We encourage you to head over to our website, abidingtogetherpodcast.com, where you can find all the show notes, links to our one things, transcripts, group discussion questions for each episode, and beautiful mugs, t-shirts, journals, and prints on our shop. There you can also subscribe to receive our weekly email with links to each new episode and all of the content. 
We'd love to connect on social media and invite you to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter so you can catch inspiring reflections every day. You're also welcome to join our private Facebook group and dive deeper into discussions with our fellow listeners. If the podcast has blessed you, would you prayerfully consider financially supporting us? The Abiding Together podcast is only available due to the generous support of our listeners. There are significant costs associated with creating this content, such as tech support, design, website, equipment, and hired staff that we need to be able to continue offering great content to you. Abiding Together is a nonprofit 501c3, and all donations are tax deductible. You can make donations of any amount through a website called Patreon, or you can send us a check directly if that's easier for you. If you donate $15 or more per month on our Patreon page, you become a tribe member and you will receive bonus content every month, such as short videos, recipes, playlists, downloadable prints, and more. You can find all the information about Patreon at patreon.com forward slash abiding together podcast. Thank you and God bless you.